So I hope that uh, the teaching I gave yesterday or last time uh, will help you to see how Paul can speak so confidently about uh, all in Christ being justified, that uh, as all in Adam, in chapter 5, verse 18 of Romans, as all in Adam uh, were brought under condemnation and death, so all will be brought in under, condemn, under justification and life in Christ. This is Paul talking about the salvation of all mankind. Most Christians are extremely uncomfortable with this idea, but if you carefully read without prejudice and without tradition in your mind, if you carefully read the book of Romans, this is the conclusion you come to. It's inevitable. But one would say, well, how did Paul come up with this? Well, of course, we know that Paul said in the book of Galatians that he did not receive the gospel from men, nor was he taught it by men, but it was from a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, a revelation of Jesus Christ can come through the Holy Spirit's direct uh, instruction to your mind, but it can also come through the Scriptures. And what we need to understand is that Paul was talking about or through the Old Testament as well as through direct revelation, just as Jesus was. Um, remember that when Jesus speaks about the goats. You remember I was talking about the sheep and the goats last time because some would say, well, Colin, how can you believe or how can you teach the salvation of all mankind when when Jesus speaks about the separation of the sheep and the goats, the, the sheep going into everlasting life and the sheep going into eternal punishment? But if you read carefully the uh, the Old Testament which is where Jesus was speaking from, then these things become very, very clear. You see, the goats are people who are hard-hearted. They have resisted the gospel. Well, what do you where do you find hard-heartedness in the Old Testament? Well, one of the most vivid uh, illustrations of hard-heartedness is in the book of Ezekiel. And that's also true of the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah and Ezekiel, or rather Jeremiah, were pro was prophesying of the destruction of Jerusalem and of the collapse of the, con of this, the uh, country, the, the nation of Israel, if they did not turn back to God. And they didn't hear him. They put him in a pit. They just ignored him. Well, they didn't simply ignore him. They persecuted him. But... What do you think was going on there? Was God ignoring the hard-hearted Israelites, those who were the goats? On the contrary, he was bringing them under judgment. For what purpose? For the purpose of destroying them? No, for the purpose, as I pointed out yesterday, of revealing to them the Lord. You remember, I pointed out that uh, uh, in various verses, chapter 7 and uh, chapter 11 and chapter 13 of Ezekiel, that whenever God renders punishment or judgment, giving them what they deserve, judging them according to their ways, um, even destroying them and allowing them to fall by the sword, 
Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Now, is that knowing that he is the Lord only to kill them? No, because right in the midst, as I mentioned yesterday, of this judgment, God says in Ezekiel chapter 16 that he will make an atonement for all the sins that they have committed, the whole house of Israel, and then they shall know that I am the Lord. And so obviously when the atonement, which is the death of the Messiah for on their behalf, when the atonement is made for Israel, then that is redemptive, isn't it? Yes, of course it is. He says in uh, chapter 16, verses 60 to 63, you may, so, so that you may remember and be ashamed and never open your mouth again anymore because of your shame when I provide an atonement for all that you have done. This is to the whole house of Israel, not just the remnant. It's not only to the whole house of Judah, but also the ten tribes. Incredible. So what you find in the midst of the judgments in the book of Ezekiel, you find in the midst of those judgments, redemption. Now, he says in Ezekiel 37, when Israel feels that their hope is lost and that they are indeed cut off, you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. Now, these messages, this whole thing in Ezekiel is to the, she to the, um, to the goats. It is not to those who are believing and already in the safely shepherded by Jesus into the kingdom of his grace. It is to the goats. And so, you see, God is not simply dealing with sheep and goats, and this is what Paul knew. This is why Paul could talk about the salvation of all humanity, because Jesus deals with the sheep in one way and with the goats in another. Well, how does he deal with the sheep? Well, he first of all brings them to an end of our, themselves. You know that we've all come to the end of our resources and come to a place of despair and emptiness, and that is why when we heard the gospel of Jesus, we were so thrilled by it. We wanted to receive it. We wanted to receive his mercy because we had nothing. But you see, the goats have not come to that end of themselves yet. People come to an end of themselves, to an end of their resources at different times in their lives, and some never in this life. But they will in the final judgment. You say, how can you be sure of that, Colin? That is astonishing news. That is almost outlandish, and isn't it heresy? But you remember what Paul says in chapter um, 9 of, uh, of Romans. I'm sorry, chapter 14 of Romans, and this is uh, 14 verse uh, 10. Um, why do you judge your brother? Why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Well, we know that. But what does he then say? For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. And the word confess there in the Hebrew, uh, which uh, this Greek is taken from, is every 
Nee, every tongue shall take an oath. It's a quotation from Isaiah chapter 45, verses 22 to 24, where God makes a promise to all mankind that he will win over the whole human race and every knee shall bow to him and every tongue shall take an oath and shall say, in the Lord alone is our righteousness and strength. And so you see the goats who have held out to the very last will go under the judgments in the d described in the book of Revelation and other places in Ezekiel as well and, and, and in the Gospels, and they will go under the wrath of God. But that wrath will be redemptive, just as the wrath was redemptive in the book of Ezekiel. For the wrath that is not redemptive is the death of Jesus Christ. Yes, it's redemptive for us, but he took the judgment of God for the sin and punishment of the whole world so that we do not have to go through that, uh, through that kind of judgment. We go through judgments, and the goats go through judgments that are redemptive. Now, this is why Jesus was so interesting and intriguing in regard to his um, provoking the Pharisees. You remember by the Pool of Siloam, he went purposely to that pool on a Sabbath day and provoked the Pharisees by healing that man, that paralyzed man, on the Sabbath day. Why didn't he go on another day? Because not only was he healing a man, but he was provoking the hard-hearted goats, the Pharisees, by that healing. Now, why do you think Jesus was provoking the goats? Is it because he didn't love the goats? Is it because he doesn't love hard-hearted people? Not at all. It is because he has to provoke them to push them to a corner, to push them into a corner so that they find that their resistance is almost impossible to bear. In the final judgment, the goats will find their resistance to the glory of God and to the manifestation of Christ before whom all people will bow, that that manifestation will be impossible to resist. Remember, Jesus is seen on the throne by everyone in heaven and on earth and under the earth and everyone in the sea in Revelation chapter 5, verse 13 where it says every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that, is are, and all that are in them. I heard saying, Blessed and blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Well, why the Lamb? Because a little bit earlier, what did they see? I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain. Those people who are the goats will be utterly shattered and overwhelmed by that slain lamb. They will mourn, it says in Ezekiel chapter 12, the whole house of Israel will mourn. Yes, you say that's the whole house of Israel, but don't you understand that everything that God does for Israel is a type of what he will do for the world? That's why he uh, brought Israel forth in the first place. 
He was saying, look what I am going to do for Israel because I will do for you. You don't believe that? No, you do believe it. Because the Messiah that was meant for the sins of Israel was for the sins of the whole world also. And so, you see, when the world and the goats see the shattered lamb on the throne, broken and bruised, they will become ashamed. And let me tell you, when the world becomes ashamed, it will be one step away from the end of itself. When they beg and long for mercy. Remember that the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. No human being will be exalted. Everybody will be brought to their knees. We will all be brought to our knees. There will not be an issue of, shall I choose hell or shall I choose heaven? That is sure poppycock and nonsense. Nobody will have the fortitude to resist heaven and choose hell once the full revelation of God and Jesus Christ is, is revealed in the judgment. This is why Paul speaks about the salvation of all mankind. He is, he is steeped in the Old Testament. He knows what God meant when he said, Before me every knee shall bow, and even all those who are angry against me shall bow. Of course the world is angry against God. They can't figure him out. But in the judgment they will, and they will be ashamed, and they will bow. And that means you and I will also bow. Thank you for joining me today. Colin Cook here, and you've been listening to my broadcast, How It Happens. Have you been listening on the radio? You can do so at 10 o'clock in the evening in the Denver area and surrounding states. Also at 4 o'clock in the morning on KLTT AM 670. Simply... Uh, uh, go to that uh, station, those call letters. And you can hear the broadcast any time of the day or night on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. If you'd like to make a dona donation, please do so online at faithquestradio.com. So much needed, these donations. Thank you. Well, I will see you next time. Cheerio and God bless.